Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Come with me over here. We're in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 1. Hebrews 4 and 1. Praise the Lord. Today we celebrate. We celebrate the Word of God. Because how many of you know the word of God is true? The word of God is true no matter what your situation, no matter what your circumstance you may be in. We've been talking about faith. Today I want to talk to you about faith and the promises of God. I want you to understand some stuff today. I think it's going to be life-changing. We're going to read it in the King James, and then we'll slide it over. I think we put it, I don't remember, I think we put it in the message, didn't we? Let us therefore fear. Why? We don't want to leave one of these promises of God. The promises of God will let you enter into rest. If you're not rested in the situation or the circumstance, you probably haven't entered into faith yet. Okay? Rest equals peace. If you don't, that's why we always say, follow peace. Well, it's kind of hard to follow peace when everything's chaotic. It's kind of hard to follow peace when you're stressed out. And I understand, guys, I'm not saying this is easy, but God can work it out. Follow it, therefore... You better, be, you better be careful you don't miss it. That's what he's saying. Enter into rest. Write this down if you take notes. The promises of God let you enter into rest. The promises of God give you access to rest. The promises of God. Faith in the promise. Let us therefore fear at least the promise being left of us entering into rest should come short of it. Faith lets us enter into rest. Faith gives us access to rest. And if we're not resting, we might not be in faith. So what does that mean? If something is causing you unrest in an arena of life, you might not be in faith yet. It's a great gauge or indicator to give us an understanding whether we're in faith yet. You see it? You ever like get something and you're not settled with it and you come out and it keeps the seeming like, well, you maybe haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Faith, 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 faith will come to you. But here's what you got to get. Now, look what he says in verse 2 as we read this. is really helpful. For unto us was the gospel preached as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them. Why is that? They didn't mix with the faith with what they heard. Faith has to be mixed with what you heard or what you heard will not do anything for you. That's the biggest thing you got to realize. Just because God said you, people, God's been getting blamed for a bunch of stuff God is not responsible for. You are. You're responsible for it. God, like, why God did God, God, no, 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 you got to get faith. That's why faith's important. That's why when you have a three-day faith seminar, you say, why we got to go to church three days on a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? Because I need to know what faith is. How am I going to do that on a Sunday? I got 40 minutes to get this to you. I need 40 hours. I'm serious. You know, I'm ready to do one of those seminars every other week. I'm almost but I'm serious. I'm not going to do it. Just calm down. All staff freaked out. But, I'm, but I'm, I'm serious. I told them, like, I think every other month we need to be on some kind of topic. I need to teach you about the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you right here now, the Holy Spirit, man, I need to sit on that. I need to teach you about five, six topics. I think faith, healing, Holy Spirit, you know what I mean, money. Oh, just teach money for three days. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you see this perverted world you're living in? 
I, I, I laid off it because I was about ready to rip it up. And if I open my mouth, if I let it loose, because look, don't try to come get me, man. And they think they could stop me. <sighs> yeah, right. I'll, I'm going to call fire out of the sky. This sick, Im immoral, corrupt world is disgusting. And you don't need Jesus Christ to tell you the immorality and immorality and nonsense and the church. And you're sitting there like, oh, it's not affecting my little world. It's affecting everybody's world. Yeah. So we need to pray and keep your ground and say, don't be a politician. I ain't a politician. I'm a man of God. That's why I don't scare to no politician. I ain't scared of nothing. You understand this? This is disgusting. Talking about, and, and some of these states, we should just cut them off and leave them. And I'll give you a list of which ones. We will. We can have a meeting about it. Who, what states do you think we should just kick out? I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah. Let them go become their own independent nightmare because that's what they are already. Nightmare of nonsense. And then they should make me, matter of fact, you know what, I think I'm going to do this. And I could run for representation and representative of spiritual, I could be the spiritual representation of all the crazy states. And I'll go in there and tell them why they're whacked. And you want to know what some of them we should do? Just smack, you know what, we should come to a place where if you're this stupid and you don't know what the truth is and what life looks like and what moral looks like, we'll just come there and smack you around till you figure it out. Well, praise be to God, ain't that the truth? And there goes the gospel. Well, hallelujah. David had a donkey jawbone. I could do the same thing. Hallelujah, amen. Maybe some people need a smack upside the head. Now let's, I had to get that out. I really feel like that. Just, is that okay? I feel better now. Do you? I know, I feel good. You, 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 I, you think it, and I'll say it. It's okay. It's all right. It all works out great. And praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't you feel better? I feel better now that that's out. Hallelujah. Because that's what Jesus would be telling us. It's time to turn. It's time to pray. It's time to believe. It's time to expect. It's time for you to get into things. And everybody, well, I don't know what the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Spirit greater now than we ever did. We don't know what to pray. We don't know how to pray. We don't know what we should pray. He said, when you don't know what to do, flip the switch and pray in the Spirit. And everybody, well, you know, church. And let me tell you about the church. They watered that thing down so much so it can't, they can't even, the devil. Are you kidding me? Stop the devil. The church that left all the things that stops the devil behind. Oh, you better not confess the word. That's the only thing we got. Confess the word. Pray in the spirit. Walk in what? Boldness. Walk in authority. Oh, are you happy? Are you happy? They give you a happy meal when you walk in the door for crying out loud, and now you're going to resist the devil? Give me a break. You know, I'm telling you what, I was hanging the other day, I was thinking of Brother Norval. You know, hey, Brother Norval yelling at me about something. Brother Norval, it's like, you cast that devil out of him. He was screaming about something, then, you know, tell you what, you, you gotta bug God and yell at the devil. I was like, oh my God, you know, he'd be scaring you just preaching it. But that's what we need to hear. You know what I mean? Extreme. Remember sitting in the meetings? Come on, you guys know it. Three-hour meetings, sitting in there, nodding out, trying to stay awake. That three hours, you were lucky you got out of three hours. He didn't care. Wear your flesh out to get your spirit developed. Man, we had 70 hours of church that week here. 70 hours. I don't know. I thought I was leaving. I said, why are we even going home? We should just sleep in the back and just get up in the morning and go back. But that stretched your capacity to be strong now. You know what I mean? You need this. You might. What are you going to do if you got to believe God for food every day? What are you going to do if you got to believe God to live in divine health? This pandemic stuff, you might. You could, Hello, church. It's a real thing. It is. I know some of you are like, well, you know, I don't think it's real. Well, you better wake up. It's real. Okay? So you might have to live by faith Amen. to not get sick for crying out loud. What are you going to do? And you, Why are you talking about healing? Because you might just need it. 
Why are you talking about giving? What are you going to do if quail's got to fall out the sky in the morning? You got quail kind of faith? You understand what I just said? What if? What if that's where we're going? Is the church ready? What if? I'm just saying. And then you why we got to have a seminar about financial freedom? So you could have Chick-fil-A fall out the sky in case you got to eat. That's why. That's why. That's why. Pastor Chris, are you bored? You got nothing to do? I got plenty of stuff to do. I got more stuff. I'm increasing everywhere I go. I'm busy. You see what I'm saying? This is why we do this. Why am I learning about faith right now? So you can be ready. And look, I got news for you. Church, don't get scared. The Bible says, look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. You're out of here, man. First boat load out. I'm out of here. Only thing I'm leaving behind is my shoes. Skyrocketing. As we said, he said, don't miss this faith stuff. Look at verse, look at this verse too. Look at it. I want you to see the tail end of that. Look, look at this. Them not being mixed with faith in them that hurt. You got to mix faith with what you hear. Got to. Because here's the thing. You got to understand something. So this is what I want you to get today. I want to go back over this a little bit, and I'm going to pull some stuff in. God gave you the promises. Now, here's what you got to get an understanding of. This, you guys will catch up. God was separated from me and you in the beginning. Okay? So you have to understand why God did what he did and why he had to do what he did and why we have to access what he needs us to access by faith. Because we were separated from God because of sin and disobedience. So God wanted these promises. You would have never needed the Bible if Adam didn't sin. It would have been constant communication with God. In Eden, in a God-like condition always, and sin would have never came. We never knew known what sin was because sin entered into the world through one man's disobedience. So now because sin entered into the world because of one man's disobedience, Jesus allowed obedience to come into the earth, and God had to set up a system to get those promises over to me and you and access our arena of life. Now, why, now watch this now. Why are the promises? So let me show you right here now. The promises of God are supercharged with God's faith. Write that down. The promises of God are supercharged with God's faith and cannot be affected by the arena of the earth. The the promises of God are supercharged with God's faith and cannot be affected by the arena of the earth because before the earth was here, God was here. So everything that's sub now you got to get this now everything is subject to God. God was in the beginning. That's what John 1 talks about. And in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In the beginning was everything and everything was made by God. So God's foundation of the promise is this. I put my ability God in the promise and because the promises of God is my ability, which created everything in the beginning, it could create whatever you needed to create in the earth today. But it's in the promise. So God gave you faith to access his promise. Got that? But in the promise is God's faith. That's what you got to get now. The pro- now, look, everything in the Bible is true. But not everything in the Bible really matters. 
Go so I don't even know Abraham begot Isaac begot Jacob begot you know jo everything you saw you know you read some chapters like you know Matthew goes on like and begot and begot and begot and begot and begot and begot I'm cool with the begots but guess what what do I get forget about the begots I'm trying to figure out how to navigate how to stay sane now please understand me the Bible is very important everything even the even the index and the maps come on you know what I'm saying but I'm saying the promises contain the things that God had foreordained for man. That's why I gave you the last will in Testament, the Bible. That's your navigational book. You know what I'm saying? So here's what you got to understand. So God put, now you got to get this now. God's faith is in God's promises. Write that down, memorize it, do whatever you're going to do. Okay, because here's the problem. When I talk to you about changing your situations and circumstances, you think, well, my faith's not working. Well, guess what? I didn't ask you about your faith. Your faith accesses God's promises, and in God's promises is all the faith that's needed to create the promise. Isn't that like Genesis 1.11 or something like that? Try Genesis 1.11. I think that's right. If not, whatever, we'll wing it. Right? Let's just try Genesis 1.11, okay? Because it, it, it should be like the fruit-bearing seed. Let's pray. Let's go on a little. Wow, I'm gone. And God said, let the earth. Yeah, there you go. Look, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself. See that? Itself upon the earth, and it was so. And God, who said? God said, and let's put the what? Let the earth bring forth grass. And the herb yielding seed and the fruit, tree yielding fruit, after his kind, his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. So guess what? He puts seed in man. Man puts a seed in a woman. And the next thing you guys got new seed. Hello? Everything bears after itself. That right there save a whole bunch of people that can't, can't get it figured out. God made boy, God made girl. Oh, look at that. You guys are getting smarter by the minute. Stick with me. I'll take you places. Help me. Don't get me going. Look, in the seed, in the seed, in the seed, in an apple produces apple seeds. In an orange produces orange seeds. You know what I'm saying? It produces after itself. Humans produce humans. Come on, somebody. Every day is a seed of itself, but within itself is the seed to produce. That's what God said. He said, when I put... In, I'll meet all your needs according to my riches and glory. I put enough in that seed to produce everything you need. That's why all the promises of God are yes and amen. Why? Because in the promise is the healing. In the promise is the faith. In the promise is the miracle. In the promise is the ability. In the promise is everything you need. So that's why you got to find the promise but you have to activate the promise with your faith. Why? Now, that's why. Now, let me show you something. Why do I got to use my faith to activate the promise? Because of the fall man. This is what you got to get. Even though it's all for you, it's all available, you still have to understand something. Because of the fallen nature of man, we still need faith to activate it, even though it's legally yours. Because the earth really isn't yours, guys. Because I'm going to tell you now, I'm being straight. The earth belongs to the devil right now 
for a season of time. You got power and authority over them, but it ain't like, you got to go find a strong man. How do you get in a strong man's house? You show up stronger. You got to overcome them. You see what I'm saying? You think this strong man? Adam sold the league. You understand what I'm saying? Adam, when Adam said, oh, okay, here, he gave, him, he gave the enemy power and authority. So once he gave him power and authority, it's like saying, oh, here you go. Here's the keys. You own it. And then God's like, what are you doing, goofball? He's like, I don't know. He goes, I messed up. He goes, yeah, you messed up real bad, man. And he come to find him. He said, I'm naked. I'm afraid. I messed up. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, what? He goes, I sinned. He goes, you didn't even know what sin was. Who told you you sinned? You see this? And Adam goes, great. Now what? So Jesus goes, okay, I've got to get a new plan. So what did Jesus do with the enemy? He stripped him of his power. Remember, why do you think Jesus had to die and res- resurrection from the dead? He had to defeat death, hell, and the grave. He defeated all of it. That's how come you get born again. But here's what you got to understand. The minute you get born again, you come in the earth. Well, the God of this world, the God of this world is the devil. Say, so I don't want to talk about the devil. Stop talking like that, Pastor Chris. No, hush your mouth. It's true. The God of this world, small g, is ruling and reigning. That's why it's so hell-bent and wicked. Everybody goes, why can't God just fix it? Because God ain't allowed to fix it. Because he can't just undo what Adam did. He'd be a liar. He said, I give you dominion. And man gave dominion over to the enemy, and that's why it's hell-bent and crazy. And that's why it's nuts, and they ain't getting no love. But I got news here. When the church filled with God shows up and starts telling the devil what to do, guess what he's going to do? You say, you can't talk like that. You better start talking like that, but you better know who's backing you up, and you better show up packing. You can't show up like no little punk and tell the, ah, the devil's like, who are you? Who are you? No, I got a question for you. Who do you think you are? Because I know who I am. You got to get strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And you got to take authority. You see this? But you got to build on that. You got to feed yourself. You got to feed your faith. What if it doesn't look like what I said? Say it again. What if it doesn't look like what I believe? Say it again. What if it looks like it doesn't? Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. You got to be willing to stand forever. Oh, I did it for three days. You better be three days. I mean, I was in that meeting with Dr. Seville and those guys. Dude's flipping notebooks. Seven, uh, 19, uh, 1976, I believe. I said, 1976? I was born in 71, bro. I, I, I'm not a mathematician, but I'm like, I'm 49. Hello? I was like, this joker been believing God for 47 years for stuff. 40-some years, this cat been hanging on the promise of God. And wrote it down, went back and referenced it, like reference number 102.6 right here was when I believed God. I said, 40 in a book? Wrote it down, flipped it in a book like, oh, that was 76. I said, bro. No, you see something here, though? Caleb and Joshua did the same thing. Where's my mountain? I didn't believe for nothing. I believed for something. And God, you don't come, you come true on every promise and every word. Where's my mountain? I came and I stood, I believe, 40 years in the making. I've been waiting for what God promised. Where's my land? Where's my... See, this was like, this ain't for the faint of heart. If you're going to do this for three days, see, this is what I'm saying. You got to call those things that be not as though they were when they still look like nothing's moving. Call it, but look, if I give you the... Oh, my God in heaven. What are you putting your faith in? If you put your faith in my system that I give you from God, it's got to work. It's not my system. It's God. So, I'm saying, so what do you do? Call those things that be not as are. But wait a minute. Go slow. Where is the faith? for your stuff. It's trapped in the promise. You see why I got to trap? Why do you have to trap it in the promise? Because you received the promise. 
That's why you got to go back and watch that seminar. Why do you think I took you to Galatians chapter 3 the other night? Trying to get you to understand that everything you needed was in Christ, but Christ is in you. Are you paying attention in here when I was ripping that out? I know some of you are. I'm not picking on you. I'm talking to you like a coach. I'm coaching you. I hated every coach I had in life. I couldn't stand them. Hated every coach. I quit. Remember we played for that? I'll never forget. I went to this baseball team. They were the best. This guy went to the practice for four hours. I quit. I was like, I'm going to make money, man. You're wearing me out. But you know what? They were champions every year. But this guy never, we played, I played for duds. You went and played with these studs. It was like four hours of practice. I couldn't stand it. Coaching you. Galatians chapter 3. What did I tell you about Galatians chapter 3? You know what I said about Galatians chapter 3. You wrote it down. Christ redeemed me from the curse for law and being made a curse for me. He said, not in the seeds as many, but the one seed, the Christ, the procreator of every promise. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, creating every promise. Christ in you, creating every promise. Who's Christ in me? The Holy Spirit in me. And once I give him the promises of God, put them in the incubator of my heart. When I speak them out of my mouth, the same creative force that was in God comes out of my mouth because where was the faith of God? In the promise. So when I let the promises of God get rooted in my heart and I become one with the word, when I speak the word, his faith comes out of my mouth. It's kind of like this. I get to speak the word of God with the voice of Jesus. Yeah, baby. And the devil don't know who it is. Don't you tell him. Stop telling on yourself. In the name of Jesus, is it him? Yeah, and I got a robe and sandals on and nail pierced hands. Don't tell him. See, you telling the enemy too much by opening your mouth connected to your identity based on man. Just say what God says and always he might think you're God because you are. Because when I'm unified with God's word, I'm God in the earth. They ain't telling you this on preacher.com. Listen, you become God in the earth because you become one with his word. Oh, you do not know that ye are gods? You ain't God himself, but you sound like God in the earth. You might just be a littler version, but he had no problem making you equal with Elohim, who is God. He had no problem making you a little lower than the angels. He wasn't talking about angelic beings because man is in a different category. Angels can't figure out who you are because you've been made in a higher level than angels. Angels are underneath you. That's why they work for you. They go when you tell them go. They come when you tell them come. They, when more obedient you are to the word of God, the more angelic presence and help you have. But I got news for you. When you say what God says, you sound like God in the earth. That's the way God made it. And he had no problem sharing his dominion. He had no no problem sharing his identity. He had no problem sharing his body. He had no problem sharing his kingdom. He has no problem. He puts you in him so you can be him in the earth. But you want to come out of him and be like normal people. I want to just be normal. You abnormal thing, you cut it out. That's kind of weird doing all that stuff. It's kind of, I don't understand it. Don't you hush your mouth. Don't come out of this place. I, I don't want to be, you know, my friends won't understand. Your friends don't understand nothing. Get rid of them now. Stay in this thing. Don't come out of it. Eat it, sleep it, drink it, become it, become one with it. Get robotic in it. Become, get so filled, get so God-filled, you so, you possessed. You're possessed with the DNA. You're possessed with the identity. Anything that kind of pulls you out, don't go there. Just say, I say what God said. What are you going to say? I say what God said. What are you going to say? I say what God, it didn't work. I don't care. I still say what God said because it might not look like it worked right now, but it's got to work sooner or later. Come on. You got to get to the place. I'm going to say what God says. I'm going to do it. God does. I'm going to speak like God speaks. I'm going to call those things that be not as though they were. 
Oh, I'm going to do. I'm not going to go nowhere. Because everything I see is temporal. See, the only reason why, write this down. The only reason why temporal, the, oh, I'm going to go slow. The only reason why temporal doesn't change is you have not shown up yet with the material that can change it. The only reason why temporal doesn't change is because you haven't showed up yet with the material that can change it. You ain't found the right substance yet. Come on, somebody. The only reason why temporal has that, I keep seeing the same stuff. You keep saying the same stuff. I keep seeing the same stuff. You haven't showed up with the material to change it yet. The only reason why temporal hasn't changed yet is you have not shown up yet with the material to change it. The Bible says in Second Corinthians, you want to go there? Let's go there. Let's go. Let's go there. Go to take them. Come on, Kentucky. You know, yesterday was a Kentucky Derby. Did you watch it? No? You don't like horses? I don't mind horses. Did anybody show up? Could they go? You couldn't watch it, could you? Everything now is like there's like imaginary people. It's so weird. Yeah, I can't even understand that. Who wants it? That's like boring. There's no way. You know what? The, the key with any kind of stuff like that is you got to have you got to have a crowd, man. I think you just got to have a crowd, you know? Yeah, you got to have the screaming. Even if you don't like the team, you know, the booing and all that. I, 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 just, I just think we just need to just like say, hey, you know what? Let's just get a little bit different with all that stuff. Whatever. We having the same spirit of faith. Okay, you see that? See that? Remember Luke? Remember I gave you Luke? You remember, I was funny with Luke said, what was that Luke the other night? Was that Luke 15? I don't even know where that was. Was that Luke 15? 15, 7? Don't go there. <laughs> Oh, you should have a grain of mustard seed. You know, the kids all go in the back and get a little mustard seed and go, oh, I got mustard seed. That, ain't the, that is not the concept of mustard seed faith. It's not about the size of the seed. It's about the saying. Man, I'm going to say this. I never said this before. It's not the size of the seed. It's the saying in the seed. See what I'm saying? Because the saying in the seed will tell me the size of the seed that's sowing. You see what I'm saying? You pulling this in? It's the saying side of it. If you have a grain of mustard seed, faith is a grain of mustard seed, you shall say into that sycamine tree, be it ever removed. You got to keep saying. You got to say what you believe constantly. Every time, let me show you the system of this. Every time you think of it, say. That's the hardest thing in the world. Because you know how many times a day you're thinking about what you shouldn't be thinking about? And out of your mouth, you got to say something different than what you're thinking. Every time you think of it, you're reprogramming your DNA. Because faith can't be released without words. I'm going to say this. The actions don't even move me as much as the words do. I'm telling you right here now, I think the words are the greatest link of faith. Because here's the thing. I could do a lot of stuff and not believe it. I could think a lot of stuff and not believe it. But usually what I'm saying sooner or later, I'll believe. It's like a programming issue. Because your mouth's going to take your body somewhere. It's a law. It's the, it's the law of James chapter 3. All right, did you find that thing? Because we're going to go with a little bit here. You didn't find it? It's right there. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. Then we can read it, and I don't remember what I put it in. Amplified? I don't know. You know, Kentucky. You're on it. We having the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed, and therefore I have. So what? Wait, 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 wait. What's the spirit of faith do? Believes and speaks. 
What same spirit of faith? What's the spirit of faith? According as it is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. So what, is, what, is the, what does the spirit of faith do? It speaks what is believed from what is written. Why do you, you come in here and talk about the spirit of faith? What is the spirit of faith? It finds what is written, believes it, and speaks it. That's the spirit of faith. This is simple, ain't it? Yes, amen. So what's the spirit of faith? What's this great spirit of faith? As I believe. He finds what's written. The person who has the spirit of faith finds what's written, believes it, and then speaks what God said. That's it. That's all you got to do. Now you got to start training yourself, though. Because, like, how many of you know sometimes I don't believe? How many of you know I don't speak everything I believe? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I, sometimes I'm, I, I'm, I'm talking goofy. Just don't talk goofy. Is that, is that live? You guys live? Wow, that's pretty cool. That's neat. It translates it? Closed caption. Praise God. Who knew that? I don't usually watch myself. Come on. Uh, she had the thing on. Where's yours? You got yours on? She's got your phone? She got your wallet yet? <laughs> you got it on? Chris, you don't follow instructions. I told you to put the thing on. All right, did you? Yeah. Pay attention. You want to go someplace in life? Follow instructions. Did she get your wallet yet? Not yet? She will. Don't worry about it. It's only a matter of what time. <laughs> you know what they told you? They say, yeah, she'll get all your money, and the kids will get the rest of what's left. So enjoy it. It's a lonely place being a man on the earth. I'm telling you right here now. Nothing belongs to you. Is that mine? No, I just, I'm, I kind of like, I'm kind of like a vagabond walking through the earth. Do you feel that? House ain't yours, cars ain't yours, nothing's mine. You watching me? Yeah. That's cool. It's closed caption. Yeah. Oh my God, my mother even liked it. My God, praise the Lord, I must be preaching good today. <laughs> you shared it, you did, your name's on there. Don't tell stories, your name's right there. Lois Chapinella, right there, Sarno. <laughs> 28 people are watching me. Hi. Let me see if it catches up. Oh, there it is. I'm coming right now. Wow, okay, cool. It's going to happen. We're a little lagging. We're good. We have the same spirit of faith. What's the spirit of faith do? Everybody see it? It's written. It believes it. It speaks what is written. Believe, therefore, in what? So you should only, write this down. Here's a law. Only believe what you speak and only speak what you believe. Only believe what you speak and only speak what you believe. Only believe what you speak and only speak what you believe. Only believe what you speak, and only speak what you believe. Only believe what you speak, and only speak what you believe. That means this, here's the law. I ain't lying. Don't be a liar. Because here's the problem with lying. You lie, you're self-deceived before you get out the house. Half the stuff you say you lie about, and then you're like, what, I, what? and I'm going to tell you right here now, want to know what the hardest thing about lying is? This is the worst part of it. Here's the hard part about lying. You really got to understand something. It's kind of like this. Nobody's lied to you more than you in your own mental space. And the more you lie, the more those voices become louder about believing the positive stuff that God tries to speak about your life. So only believe what you speak and only speak what you believe. If you, ain't, if you don't believe what you're going to say, don't say it. This is why you start becoming a, a positive word person because it's important. Because positive words are important because here's the thing. You know, you got to start speaking, speaking the right word. That's how you said faith gets released. I don't believe it. Well, read Matthew. Matthew said every tree is known by its fruit. By your words, you shall be 
justified. By your word, you shall be condemned. You know what justified means? Just as if you never sinned. So when you sign in with the justified side, you're free. You know, you bring, you, bring, you bring this nonsense upon you because of the words of your mouth, and that's the only reason why. You don't have to sin. Never say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, nah, stop that. Stop that. You've been empowered for victory. If your mouth sides into the word, you ain't sinning. Every time you sin, you step out of the word. When you step out of the word, you step in sin. What, if you walk around just speaking the word all day, my God, you so holy, you as holy as Jesus. I'm telling you the guys honest truth. If you just get up every day and just say what Jesus said about stuff and don't lie, man, God in heaven, you have a perfect day. He said the man who could bridle his tongue, his body's perfect, his life's perfect. He got a perfect man. Perfect man. How are you going to be a perfect man? Words in your mouth make you perfect. Complete, whole, entire, wanting nothing man. That's true. It's true. Maybe I'll talk about it on Wednesday. I don't know. Go, go, go back to this. You guys all right? Come on, we'll let you go here in a minute. I really am. Because I have 40-something minutes, and you guys start tapping out. It's okay, though. It's an atmosphere. Because you know what? This room's an atmosphere. It is. Once you come in the building, you, be, you, 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 you'll, you won't even notice it. You go home, you feel different. It shifts you. Because I command that, too. See, here's the difference of going to church, man. You guys better wake up. You walk in the door. You get on the, you get on the parking lot already prophesied. I'm gonna say, Kyle, I don't even want to say this out loud. Well, most of you people, how many first-time visitors we got? Don't raise your hand. Um, if you're uncomfortable, there's something, something's wrong with you, not me. Let me tell you about church. You shouldn't always be comfortable. God should be working on the hidden things you're trying to hide. And the only place he works on the hidden things you're trying to hide is when the anointing shows up. It lets all the lights on. But let me tell you something about God. Don't get the wrong understanding. Let me tell you something about God. God will never expose you or make you embarrassed. He loves you too much. But when you come in an atmosphere like this where the anointing's flowing, he's going to start talking about the stuff nobody likes to talk about. But he ain't going to let nobody know because he's a good God. But he cares more about you than your comfort. And he starts talking about some of them relationships you shouldn't be in and some of the stuff you shouldn't be doing. And it'll come up. That's why people don't like the atmosphere. I don't want to be reminded of that. Well, you should be because the only place to get it free is in his presence. That's the key with people. God, people. God's trying to do, God ain't trying to do nothing. God loves people so much, he died for them. He's the only one who died for them. You know what I'm saying? He loves you. you all you got to do is just come in at surrender. He fixes my attitude in the church. He fixes your attitude in the church. He's going to fix everybody in the church. Because you got to get somewhere where the anointing is. You know what I'm saying? Come in the room and he starts talking to you about stuff. He's like, oh, great. Now what? That's why people get tired of that. Why would you stop getting tired of pro progressive, progressive growth? That means because you stopped growing. Come on. I don't want to grow no more. You know how many people are stuck in, you know many people are stuck right now, never going nowhere spiritually, never will, can't? Bunch. You know why? You want to know how? Instruction comes in the earth. If you can't follow instruction in the earth, you'll never get an instruction from heaven. You're never qualified. Yeah, people don't want to hear that. Just come and be as you are. Nah, God's giving you instruction in the earth. If you can't follow instruction in earth, you don't get instructions from heaven. Because God gave you earth to qualify, and if you don't qualify, heaven doesn't deserve nothing for you. But I'm a believer. Yeah, I know, but there's protocol and order in heaven. It's true. You can't listen in the earth. God ain't going to tell you nothing from heaven. 
He said this, kind of like this. You kind of try to show people this. They couldn't get it. He said, how can you tell me you love your brother, but you can't, you, can, you tell me you love God, but you can't love your brother in the earth? You ever notice that one? He said, you're going to sit here and tell me you love me who you cannot see, cannot touch, cannot feel, cannot physically, God, you can't see him. But you, you tell me, but you can't love your brother who's in the earth, but you love God who you cannot see. He said, you're lying. So he said, so what did he say? He said, follow the instruction in earth with man, then you can get the protocol of heaven to release itself. But if you can't follow the structure of mankind, why would God kind kind of speak something to you at another level? And so he said, why is my life where it is? You put yourself there, that's why. And he would say, well, I don't know why I'm in this poverty, messed up mess. Poverty and shame. Why am I feeling ashamed of my life? Because you stop following instruction somewhere. Poverty and shame comes to the man who stops following instruction. And I don't want to hear what your home life look like. I don't really care. You got daddy issues, mommy issues. Let me tell you something right here now. Somebody's been trying to give you instruction. You better find it. And you better stay close to it. That's not a rebuke. That's love. But everybody run the other way. I don't want nobody telling me what to do. Well, and that's good. That's going to help you a lot in life. But here's the thing. You better trust who you're listening to. Because your future is not determined by what you believe, but by who you believe. Don't ever forget that. Your future is never determined by what you believe. It's determined by who you believe. Because who you believe will give you the instruction to find out what you believe. That's why everybody's looking for wisdom. They just don't know it. Your life isn't, your life isn't based on what you believe. It's based on who you believe. Because a lot of people told you a lot of stuff made no sense. And if you follow, it takes you nowhere. Who you believe is going to determine what you believe. And what you believe from who you believe is going to determine your destiny. Because if I get you on the right path, you're gonna rock it. See it? It's the truth. You got it? Pull it in? That's how you get there. Because all life's about is following instruction. That's all it is. Because everybody had a bad rap. Everybody, you can all sit here and go, oh my God, I didn't have this, didn't have that, didn't have that. Forget it. I'm looking for instruction. Instruction gets me there. This is what faith is. Take faith, mix it with what you hear, it'll produce. You're doing this. But see what he said here? Watch this. Just go to verse, just go to, go, go, go to, it's a lot. Just go to 14, right? Where are we at? Go, just slide on down to 14. Knowing this, that he raised up Jesus from the dead. Go to, go to 2 Corinthians 4, 18. Go to the last one. Let them see it, and then we'll flip it into message, and we'll go. You all right? Quietness is based on revelation. I understand it. It doesn't frighten me that you're quiet. It means you're thinking. But when it hits you, don't get, don't, get, don't get to that thing. Sometimes it agitates before it activates. So don't let it agitate. You just go, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. I got to get around instruction. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are what? Not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are what? Not seen are eternal. Pop it in that message. Let them just see that. And since we consider, you know what? Let's go where do we go even further. It said follow something even better. Let's start with, did we start with 14? I like that part. Let them see 14. You're doing great today. Thank you. I'm working you a little bit. Ready? Here we go. Last ones. We're going to look at, um, yeah, uh, four, I don't know, was it 414? Isn't that where we started? Yeah, where I said about um, the thing where it says he who wins or whatever that deal is and stuff like that. You'll find it. Message, boom, it'll go together. And this one says, but I like this. Consider not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen for the things that are visible and temporal, brief, fleeting, but the things that are what? Invisible. Man. We're looking at those invisible things. Did you go up more? Can you find it? Yeah, right there. Assured that he 
who raised up the Lord Jesus and will raise us up also with Jesus and what? Along with his what? Into his presence. Watch this. Here we go. For all these things are taking place for your sake so that more grace, divine favor, and spiritual blessings extends to what? More and more people. How many can use some more favor? Divine favor and spiritual blessings. That's what he's saying, right? He's bringing you there. He's bringing you there. He's bringing you there. Look at this right here. Keep going. We'll go right on through for a minute. Thanksgiving may increase and redound to all the glory of God. Keep going. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted, and wearied out through fear. Though our outer man is progressively dying or decaying and wasting, our inward man is becoming renewed day by day. Y'all know that one, right? Renewed. For our light momentary affliction... That is a slight distress, passing from power, even more abundantly preparing us and producing and achieving for us everlasting weight of glory. Beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparison and all calculations, a vast transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. Jesus. Right? Because everything you're seeing is what? Temporal. And everything you're not seeing is eternal. So I got a question for you. Look up. Let's just look at this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope comes from the word. So here's the thing you got to remember. Don't forget this. God put his faith in the promises. God's faith is in the promise of God because faith comes by hearing the word of God. So when God's word shows up, Faith shows up. What happens when you accept or believe the faith that's in the promise? The faith of the promise gets in your heart. Because with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession, sozo, creativity, is made. So when you accept the faith of God in the promise of God, where does God's faith Go in your heart. And then out of the abundance of what you put in your heart through your belief, it comes out of your... What happens when you take God's faith and put it in your heart? God's faith then eventually has to come up out of your... He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So then whose words? They just became our words. One. He who's joined to the Lord is one spirit. One spirit. So when you put that word in your heart and grow that garden of God's word, God's faith gets rooted in your heart. And then the words of your mouth release the same power and ability that his words that created the heavens and the earth. You say, Pastor Chris, I've never seen it before. That's because you never had a revelation for it yet. Now you got it. Now you're going to go home and work at it. And you got to bury it in your heart so good. Well, how do I get it in my heart? Well, out of the words in my mouth, I plant things in my heart. Out of the words in my mouth, I plant things in my heart. And the more you keep planting it in your heart, eventually it'll take root and it'll become the words of your mouth. And your words and God's words will be the same. And that's when the substance 
that can change what you see is released in your situations. And the minute you start releasing his substance in your situation, your situation's got to change. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great. It's a lot. I'm going to talk more about it. I'm going to talk about it all month, so that's why a lot. I'll give you a little leeway. We'll keep building it, all right? Listen, lift your hands to heaven. Just tell God, God, I'm going to do good. I'm telling you, I'm going to do good at this. I'm not saying that in a bad way. You're not going to be good. You're going to do good. I'm going to get gooder and gooder and gooder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's going to take work, guys. It's going to take a little bit of work, but I'd rather put the work in what I know is going to work. You know, it's kind of like that treadmill. Listen, ain't nobody looking at your body shape. Come on. But it's kind of like that treadmill, right? It looks cute. You can hang your clothes on it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got that, you know, the bike. All you guys got a Peloton. All you Pelotoners. You know, the home gym, the membership card. You know, I was, I was just chilling not too long ago, and I was hanging, and I said, are you a member or are you an attender? You know what I mean? Are you an attender or just a member? You know what I'm saying? I got a membership, but I ain't attending sometimes. That means what? You could have a member. Come on, you see what I'm saying? What I'm trying to get you to see is this. If you put the work in, the work's got to come out. You walk the beach every morning, get a little exercise, your body's going to come on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.